This is The Business Chat. And welcome to The Business Chat. Thank you for listening, for watching. Uh, you can check this out if you're listening, audio podcast, driving safely, of course, on businesschatpodcast.com. My guest today is Angie Bruin. Angie is CEO and head coach at Elevate Execs. She's a former sales executive at Tesla Inc. And you can check out elevateexecs.com online. Angie, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm fantastic. Drew, I get to hang out with you this afternoon. Yeah. To so close early. my day with you. <laughs> yeah. It's happy hour, right? Perfect, perfect. Yeah. Thanks so much right. for taking the time, having this chat. Um, you know, the show, we're really just still developing the format. But one thing's for sure is we like to bring a beer, bring a coffee, give a plug, and hear your story. It's pretty pretty basic. And uh, yeah, it seems like this is going to be very familiar to you. It's been good getting to kind of know you, understand your story. So you're pretty active on LinkedIn. And when I was kind of going through the different folks I'd been sort of stalking, right? A little creepy. I was like, man, this lady is from Tesla and she's got this really neat transition, but also in the Elevate Execs lead line was a bit that I'll get to in a moment that really kind of stuck out to me for this series for career flips. So, but first, before we go to that, I got to say, because I've been talking to some younger entrepreneurs and it was a funny conversation I had recently where a guy goes, man, I'd you know what? I think I'd really like to work at Tesla. I go, oh, cool. You know, why? And his pause made me laugh, right? Because he's, you know, he's 23 years old. He goes, well, you know, just, uh, uh. and I said, because it's kind of like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, right? Like what's going on in there? <laughs> and I got to tell you, that's the perception. So, you know, I mean, Elon's like a modern day Bruce Wayne, right? To everybody, the Batman character. Um, he's a celebrity CEO, but yeah, but the, you guys do do work at Tesla just for everybody watching and listening, right? Like there's actually- We work. <laughs> We were, I mean, the stories of Elon, like sleeping on the uh, Gigafactory floor are, are real. Are real. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but there's like an HR department. You guys have KPIs, SOPs, you know, there's boring days. All that. Okay. All right. Just oh, yeah. making sure. Okay. Cool. Yep. But yeah, that is the, that is the new gen kind of projection. It's like this new Google. And so, so you heard it folks, they work at Tesla. They're doing things. So wonderful. Work Great. Hard, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, the, you know, the other bit, like I mentioned is to bring a drink. So as we say around here, what are you drinking today? Yeah, so I am actually drinking a blueberry ale, which Ooh. is, uh, yeah, from the Atlantic Brewing Company. I actually had it, I spent a little bit of time in Maine in the winter and had just lobster and blueberry beer for three days. <laughs> and um, yeah, that, that was all we ate and all we drank. And so when I got home, I thought, oh man, I oh, really great. need some blueberry beer. So I actually had it shipped. <laughs> yeah, so That's tremendous. Good. So that's that blueberry ale you mentioned is by Atlantic Brewing Company, and that's in Bar Harbor, Maine. I'm saying that right, Angie? Bar yeah, Harbor. Great. That's correct. Wonderful. Okay. Thank you. We'll hold it up again. Let's see that beautiful. Look at that. Wow. Cheers. That is a blueberry beer. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Wonderful. There's the virtual cheers. Yeah. I'm drinking a Drophead ESB. Um, I didn't know this stands for Extra Special Bitter, and it's not bitter at all. It's wonderful. It's also kind of known as a English-style pale ale, if you will. Um, I was picking up a client at Los Angeles International LAX, and I've heard of this little brewery. So for those of you having to kill time in LA, safely first return your rental car, of course, grab an Uber over to Upshift, and a special shout out to Steve and the guys at Upshift Brewing in El Segundo, California. And uh, again, you can see my lovely business chat mug, Angie will be shipping you one, they haven't arrived yet, but uh, again, a second cheers to you. So yeah, we've got our drink, we've got our intro, and let's let's get into the story. You know, we're not here to hear Drew chat and I'll just sip and listen. So uh, the main thing I wanted to talk about, you know, first is give us kind of an overview 
of Elevate Execs, right? Give me the mission, uh, the, the why we exist for everybody. Yeah, so we are on a mission to bring humanity back to business. Okay. Um, and we do that through helping leaders reshape the way that they think about life, leadership, and their career in general. So, yeah, so that's a little bit about uh, about what we do. That's great. Yeah, and so, we, uh, we support leaders. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say because humanity's left business in a little way, hasn't it? Kind of. <laughs> it's a problem. Yeah, I think it's making a comeback, right? I think okay. that's just one of the things that COVID has... Um, you know, when I think about the positives and all the leaders that I've, you know, connected with over the last 12 months, mm -hmm. it's been different, right? I think people have, I think leaders are starting to understand a little bit about how to lead more empathetically sure. and, um, you know, understand we're all human. Right. doesn't matter how, you know, it doesn't matter if we're Elon and walking around that Batman suit. <laughs> we are all human. And I think that's one of the positive things that COVID has brought to light for all of us. But Yeah. Yeah, we really, as we were launching this thing and we were late in doing so, um, we made a decision we didn't want to give any more press than need be to the to the dreaded C-19. Mm -hmm. However, anytime we bring it up, if there's a light at the end of the tunnel moment, right? Something like you said, if there's a positive, we love talking about that. Yeah. Because yeah, we're seeing the same thing. I'll just say in my day to day that it's had everybody slow down and reflect. So if it elevate execs, if a piece of what you're bringing to these executives and coaching and Training is also seeing that, that that there's been uncovering, right? Some, some, mm -hmm. you know, problems in business culture. Great. So we were talking, you know, before we hit record on this meeting, um, there's a lot of coaching out there and everyone watching this knows that. And I'm excited for them to hear how you are different and what you do, your background. Mm -hmm. What drew me to you and your profile? And as we got to kind of chit chat back and forth was one, you know, was your career flip, right? Seeing Tesla and then coach and not exactly some, I can't imagine that, you know, transition so much as the line in there was executive career transition. One of the things that Elevate Execs focuses on, I thought, interesting, she's kind of got this business model for something she herself has done. Tell us about that a little bit. Like what, what, how does Elevate Execs help executives transition in their career? What is, what, how would you say that? Yeah. So, you know, you asked the question, what makes us different? Sure. You know, number one is I've walked in executive shoes and I've had to think about that and answer the question for myself. What do I want to be when I grow up? <laughs> which is what which is what led me into coaching coming sure. out of 18 years, almost 18 years in the corporate space. And so I understand the kind of the complexity that happens with leaders when they want to make a transition. You know, right. an average leader sits for two years without taking action, feeling mm -hmm. unfulfilled, feeling like they want to make a difference or go make an impact somewhere else, yeah. um, but they don't have necessarily the right action or know the first step to take an effort to get there. And some of it's fear, some of it's confidence, mm -hmm. some of it is um, needing someone to walk with them on the journey. And that's really, for, for me, what's important um, in how we deliver uh, successfully to help to help our clients transition. Yeah, I understand. Okay, walking with them and that. Keep talking. What's that look like to walk with them? Does yeah. you does it does it kind of blend a little bit with like we're there for you, a uh, counseling coaching capacity? Is this much more of a strategy kind of a plan to get them that transition, that exit, if you will? What? How would you put yeah. that? Yeah, it's both, uh, yeah. quite frankly. So about 70% yeah. of our clients are working within organizations today mm -hmm. and have a desire to go out and to do something else. Sure. Um, and a lot, oftentimes, actually, I say this, I say this a lot. 
if I ever had somebody come to me, Drew, and say, hey, Angie, this is exactly what I want to do and exactly where I want to go, right. I wouldn't know how to help them. So we really specialize in helping folks that are mid to late career, seven to 15 years left um, in their career. Okay. Yeah. And they want to make an impact. And so, you know, one of the things that I have them do, have clients do, is really think about, you know, if you're to fast forward that seven to 12 years and you're and you do a look back and reflect on the impact that you want to make on your life and your career at the end what do you want that to look like you're at your retirement party what do you want that to look like <laughs> that's cool Helping and then that. yeah yeah and so and then from there we create a plan around it so there is a mm-hmm. program right i mean it includes things like personal branding making sure that your linkedin and your resume reflect not just a list of skills and accomplishments, but it tells the story sure. of the work that you've done and success that you've had, hmm. um, creating a hit list of organizations that you want to go work for, help building your network within those organizations. Um, so there's you know, some of the tactical sides of it, pieces of it, but right. really um, you know, the coaching side and the walk with you on the journey is really about helping people maintain confidence throughout, throughout their time in transition. It's, and sometimes that confidence is, unfortunately, we live in a world where um, recruiters ghost often, doesn't matter the level. I've worked with, you know, plenty of CEOs and C-level execs that get ghosted by recruiters. And Hmm. every time that happens, your confidence takes a hit. I I don't care how badass your career has been. And so helping people dust, dust off and regroup so they get back on that next call and show up at their best, sometimes that's part of it. Sometimes it's, you know, it's mindset shift, um, understanding, like I said, exactly wh- what they want to do and the impact that they want to make at that, you know, towards the end of their career. So that's where the coaching comes in. The program is tactical, um, but because not any one of us are, are the same, we're all human, we're all unique. Um, you know, it's, it's a program, but it's, uh, it's fit within the needs of the individual client. That's tremendous. I mean, you, you, so you're covering so many things that give, are giving a few people listening, just like sweaty palms, right. Or their, their heads are hitting their desk going like, I, everything you just said is overwhelming. I'm trying to still work in my business, right. In the one they mm-hmm. want to leave. And it's a lot and executives are working 60 hours. And even if they leave the office, right, it doesn't shut off. And they're going, when am I going to approach the plan, how do I start? And you kind of hit everything, but this is, this is why is you're, you're your own test, you know, subject, right. And you're sticking yeah. to what you know. And that, that also drew me to, like I said, our series here of career flips, or we could have put it much better. We could have called it career transitions as you well yeah. put it. And that's what it is. And we're, we're hearing from, you know, sales leaders, the guy that said the heck with this and he's in gourmet donuts in Austin, Texas, right? This mm-hmm. seminary student, a younger man, that said, yeah, my preaching passion where I've been pouring into seminary, it took me kind of really getting to the end of that line to go, I have this other passion. I saw it as a hobby, but some outside voices, some neat, some neat stories. And now with yours, I want to, I want to talk about your kind of transition yeah. or, or the, the flip as we were calling it in this series here, uh, from your background, right? We see solar city Tesla. I went back further to see Starbucks. Tell me about because it doesn't necessarily need to be a painful story right here on the show. We're just interested in folks that decide to make that change and kind of tell us about, yeah, your corporate sales life before Elevate Execs and, and why you made this change. 
Yeah, and I would I would say in response to the needing to be painful, none of the transitions that I had were painful. Right? For me, oh, there's great. a few things that I know were really important mm-hmm. in any organization that I worked for. One is I'm a mission gal. Like I've got to feel really aligned to the mission of any organization. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have to be aligned with the widget and the gadget that's being sold, but I have to be right. aligned with the mission and what the company is um and the culture of the organization, the that was important yeah. to me. And so yeah. even early on, I mean, I went to school to be a third grade teacher, which by the way, <laughs> now <laughs> no that kidding. I'm helping, you know, teaching my my son his third grade math, I thank God I didn't do that. But I fell in love yeah. with the business world, um, working for Best Buy. And that's where I started my my career and um, spent uh, spent quite a bit of time there and got my first, first shot at leadership. Yeah. You know, in my mid twenties, was leading a team of three hundred people. First shot at understanding P and L and ROI and all that KPIs and all that good jazz, right? <laughs> and um, and then went to work. You know, decided I wanted to try something different, and I went to work for Under Armour and built out Under Armour's retail division. No kidding. Uh, with them, yeah. And cool. it, it, it's a really long story how I got there, <laughs> but I was like, I love. The, I'm a. I said I'm a mission gal. I also love CEO stories. And so mm. I fell in love with Kevin Plank's story and how he got to where Under Armour to where it was. Yeah, that's a cool story. And I thought, I want to work for that guy. And so I, I mean, yeah. I submitted my resume, 30 different random jobs until someone called me back and was like, what do you want to do here? Um, I said, I want to build out your retail division. So yeah. yeah, so that's what brought me actually out to the East Coast from the Midwest. And okay. um, so I spent a couple of years there, went back to Best Buy for a bit. Then, then went to work for Starbucks um, and had this moment at Starbucks where I was, yeah, where I was watching. And Starbucks, that move was, I wanted to try a different industry. Okay. And um, I remember watching Howard, I was in Seattle and I was, I was listening to Howard Schultz and we were at a conference and I remember thinking, God, you are, he is an incredible leader, an incredible sure. visionary. Yeah. But I thought I can't align myself with the with the mission, and if mm-hmm. I can't, I have no business at leading a team here. Mm-hmm. And so I went out to to determine where you know where can I go and align myself again with a mission. Right. And at the time, I was actually I just bought a house and I was researching solar, and had made a decision to put solar in my house and um, fell in love with Elon's story and and all of that. And Solar City was a sister company of Tesla, right? Acquired later, but sure. Um, but yeah, so. I, I went from leading a team of a few hundred people across the mid-Atlantic to being an individual contributor. Okay. And um, yeah, and was like, I'm going to take this risk. And um, my partner at the time, he says, Are you, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> like, <laughs> we just bought this house. We have two kids in daycare. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're going to do this. And I said, yeah, I am. And I did. And I wouldn't change the the years that I spent between Solar City and Tesla for the world. Right. Um, but yeah. Then there came a time where I said, what do I want to be when I grow up? Yeah. Like this is it. And, um, and reflection, you know, we went through a lot of restructures and in reflection of my career, the two areas that I really gained the most, um, the most, uh, fulfillment from was mm-hmm. really in business development and leadership development. Nice. And, um, yeah, I don't, you know, within my roles, I done a lot of work with like DEI groups, ERG groups, different things, um, even just as extracurricular, um, to help, you know, leaders on a broader scale, but mm-hmm. all within the organizations that I worked for. And I thought it's going to be my opportunity to be able to help leaders on a broader scale right. across the, you know, across industries. So, Man. yeah. So, I love the way you tell the story too, because it's almost like you could make this, you know, whimsical, like short comedy, romantic comedy. I don't know, but 
Angie's just, you know, picks up her coffee cup, Starbucks, that's an idea. And next scene, you're in the apron. And then, you know, a Tesla drives by. That seems cool. It seems like you just sort of, as things come, you know, through your life, you were just like, this seems great and, and, and took a lot of risks, you know, and leaps. So very cool. Wow, that's great. That's really cool. Thanks for sharing. I, the other thing that stood out what you just said, and for those listening and watching, we are still figuring out what we want to do, right, in life. We get into our 30s and we're, we're told, not intentionally, I think, again, and maybe in leadership, I think just in higher education is, this is what you went to school for, it's what you studied. So, you know, make us proud. And, and I think a lot of folks need to know that the Angie Bruins out there still today are going, what do I really want to do with my life, right? That never really seems to go away, at least for me. I don't know. That love yeah. that you highlight that that continued through your 20s and 30s and achieved success and still started going, oh, I think I'm, I'm capable of more kind of, right? So mm -hmm. very cool. Okay, cool. Well, so here we are talking about this arrival, this switch to elevate execs. And you said nothing was painful for you, right? It wasn't a, I really hate what I'm doing. There was just some cultures that you went, no, I pretty much have figured out if I can't be behind that and be passionate about, and at least in alignment, right, with what their, what their overall mission statement is, their culture even, um, then it's not a fit. And I think that's great for anybody in career life. I, I think you can find fulfillment really cut your teeth on something good as a creative on the very technical side, right? Somebody can work with their hands. And as long as I think the culture is there and the humanity is there with the, with the business culture and leadership, I, I've been seeing more and more friends of mine, colleagues that are going, man, I'm surprisingly missing that other job mm -hmm. I was at, right? Here I am in this hyper-focused thing that I, I'm here and it's very, it's very underwhelming. But do you, do you feel as though, to speak about Tesla in your final you know, uh, years, months there, it was more or less you going, I think the next step for me is to start my own business or was there more or less a sense of, hey, I've exhausted what I can do in the role, right? Which was it for you? Was it kind of looking forward or just kind of feeling as though your, your time had passed with the- uh, Yeah, great question. Yeah. So, you know, no secret that at Tesla, we went through a ton of restructures. Mm -hmm. And in one, um, we had a couple that were really big that affected the energy division more than- um, more than the rest. But there came a point in my last year, 18 months, I found myself talking to my peers and saying, hey, we should really, or you should really think about what you want to be, you know, what you want to do when our time at Tesla comes right. to an end. It's not necessarily the organization that you go and you retire. It is, you grind it out, you fulfill a mission, you work super hard. Sure. Um, and then there comes a point where um, you say, okay, what am I now going to do? Mm -hmm. And for me, it was, I remember, I remember that I sat and I thought, cause I thought I should probably figure that out for myself, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like you tell everybody else that yeah. I should probably figure that out for myself. And I was sitting at my kitchen table and I was doing that reflection. I wrote out like business development, leadership development. And I thought eh, I could, you know, I could go to Apple or Microsoft or, you know, tech, where, yeah. where people sure. go, right? Um, after working in the in the companies and in the industries that I did, but where else could you go and be as challenged as you yeah. are by working for an organization like Tesla or for someone like Elon? Hmm. You are your biggest critic always, right? And so Absolutely. literally in my mind, I thought the only place I could go and be as mentally challenged is if I do this myself. And that's when I said, uh, this is what I'll do. So actually I'd started working, um, I'd started get, working through my certification 
my coaching certification while still working for Tesla. Um, and did that for about a year. Okay. And then, and then at the time, yeah, when my time came, we had our final restructure and had some options and I made the decision to step out and to, um, to start my own coaching practice full time nice. and make the leap at that point. Yeah. Great segue into the next question I had was, okay, so, and I, and I hear what you're saying and that's been, that's pervasive in the culture of folks that have come in and exited Tesla's, they kind of go, what just happened for the last three to five years I'm spending still. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and same goes for folks that have gone into these high, these accelerated, you know, uh, units within right Google and Apple and, and, te and technology. And like you said, renewables, it's just, there's not really a weekend and you're just on all the time. And that's great. Those industries are in unique changes right now too. Um, for you, did you feel like when you went into elevate execs, something you'd been thinking about, did it feel like things kind of had to slow down and like you hit the brakes, right. And everything in the car comes flying forward or was it a nice transition? And you've been on the you, you, conveyor belt's been going the same speed the whole time. How's the speed kind of felt for you since you switched? Yeah, Drew. No, it is not <laughs> a smooth sailing. I mean, any, yeah. any, um, listen, there's things about entrepreneurship that they don't teach you. Right. And there's things about Amen. coaching that they don't teach you. <laughs> yep. Right. Like yeah. there's a lot of people who, um, wake up and say, okay, I want to be a coach because I want to make an impact. And understanding that as any, I was ha actually having this conversation uh, with a gentleman who uh, had gotten to some co consulting work last night, actually. Okay. And um, he said, yeah, I just, um, I, did, I couldn't make it. And the problem is, I don't care what business you're in, 80% of the work is business development, Correct. right? It's going yeah. out and it's, you've got to build your business. And um, I think in, in the space for a lot of people, it's they want to fulfill a passion. And that passion, like for me, like I want to help leaders. There's, um, you know, I want to coach. I want to, that's what I want to do. But yes. in reality, it's 30% of my time. The other 70% is I got to go and find those people, <laughs> right, who want yeah. to be coached. Yeah. I got to find those people who want to make a difference and invest in their professional development. Find those people who are ready to take the step in career transition. Sure. And so with that business development comes all kinds of bumps and bruises and trips mm -hmm. and falls and scrapes and sure. um, you make mistakes. And so, you know, my, from a mindset perspective, um, you build a lot of, of grit. You've got to, you know, you've got to have the ability to be able to take the bumps and get back up and keep on going. And yeah, so it's been, uh, yesterday was actually my two year anniversary. I of, saw that. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah on LinkedIn. Yeah, that's thanks. great. Yeah. Yeah. So two full years, full time wow. in this and where I expected the coaching practice to be is nowhere, nowhere. It's not anywhere designed Absolutely. anywhere yeah. today, yeah. the way that it that I had originally envisioned three and a half years ago mm -hmm. when I said, this is what I'm going to do. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's not a steady pace. It is like you, like you said, <laughs> right? Like you slam on the brakes and everything goes forward and right, then you right, right. ease right. off and yeah. So, I mean, and I can relate to so many things you're saying as an entrepreneur myself that would never have called myself that, by the way, it was much more, it was a survival element. There was a pivot. There was a, what I want to do. And, and a little bit to my, to my dismay and disadvantage, I wasn't as tactical, wasn't understanding that it's all sales and business development. It's all systems admin. Yeah. You don't know you're even building a system when you're building a system as a freelancer <laughs> going, I think I've got too many clients and I'm not like, I'm not spending time with my family. I think I've built something here. And, and a lot of freelancers, I'll even speak to for a moment, hearing what you're talking about, Angie, about that, that switch and they jump, right? They look at Upwork, look at LinkedIn and go, 
I'm going to jump into the sphere of being a consultant, being a coach. And uh, Angie and I are here to encourage those of you that want to do that. But the point I think she's making and that I'm agreeing with her is, you know, uh, reach out, get help, tell people you're about to, because <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a rude awakening if you've not done that before. It doesn't need to be painful. Um, and I'm, you know, standing here, sitting here talking with Angie today about a success case, you know, and you're in, and again, congratulations on two years of this. The other thing you're being very humble about is you've been, you've found success for others already, right? A couple seconds on that. I mean, it sounds like that you're, you're able to help a lot of people to date already at Elevate Execs. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, we've been, we've, we've been able to support somewhere around 200 leaders in transition so far into, in a two year period. Wow. And yeah, and it feels good. Um, and that 200 number, it's about 70% is career transition. The other 30% Mm -hmm. is through executive coaching, right. And helping people, helping leaders lead through Mm -hmm. crisis, lead through change, lead through, you know, help them elevate their executive presence, that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, to, to know that people, like, there's a few things that we say, right? One of them is, I never want to send a broken leader into an organization. Mm-hmm. So heal the leader first before they go in. And like that. that oftentimes that comes from they've been laid off due to restructure, COVID. Obviously, we saw a lot of that. Um, and it's emotional, right? Mm-hmm. Heal the leader first then prepare them for their transition and get them in the right headspace so they can show up at their best in interviews and then enter into the new organization strong. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's probably for me, what's been the most fulfilling is knowing that uh, we've been able to accomplish that. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's a, there's a, there's so many capacities to what you do. We could have a part two, right? We need to have another episode on this. So Thank you for that last comment. Um, the other thing that you know we were talking about again before, a little bit before we started here that I want to expand on, have you expand on is kind of what what did you learn then now as we've seen both pictures, this wonderful story of meandering through careers and growing and understanding where, where you could get behind something and not. And here yeah. you are running Elevate Execs, having, having a lot of success. Uh, it's somewhere different than you predicted. All, the, all those things that we can, you know, those of us in, in startups and in transitions and flips can relate to what are you noticing from day to day that your time stocking those CDs at Best Buy, right? Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> remember those days? Um, yeah. the CD, <laughs> I do. that's where I bought my CDs, man. Um, where, where yeah. you're, you know, now you're, you're leading teams, you were leading teams in the corporate world is the point, right? And now yeah. you've flipped a bit and it's a very similar, you're sitting on the other side of the desk looking at yourself in a way is kind of a question. Like, mm-hmm. What do you what are you going? Oh my goodness! There's so many things I never could have predicted that at Solar City and Tesla have prepared me and led you, but have prepared you for the skills. The very you know that that two percent of like only a few people really know how to talk to this man or woman right now that's pouring their heart out, going I I'm really struggling with this thing. But yeah, yeah. talk about that for a minute. How your how again like your career wasn't you know, flips weren't painful. Those things fed into who you were. And I think it's helpful for people to understand that that are in those jobs today. They're hearing this going, I think I'm in like Angie's Starbucks stage where I can't get behind the mission and I have a vision for something else. Some encouragement to them in your own words, your story of how those things still helped enrich who you are today and what you do. 
Yeah, so I, I think a couple things. One sure. is, um, for sure, my own transitions help me effectively help others mm-hmm. transition, right? Yeah. So I've been through restructures. So I understand from a from a, a, a mindset and just the emotional drain that that can take on somebody. So I can empathetically coach them. Right. But I also come from leading leaders in really highly innovative, fast-paced organizations, right? Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to transitions, as an example, and helping leaders through that, it's like, I'm not going to let you wallow in your sorrow because you were just laid off. Sure. And I tell people this before they sign with me. Say, I'm not here to be your cheerleader, man. I'm oh. here to help you hit your objective, right? And I talk a lot about outcome-based coaching. Like, I'm not your fluff gal. I'm a type A personality like type A, I'm a highly dominant. So when you close those doors, you're like, listen, I'm Angie from Tesla. If you thought you're here with, there's no Kleenex in my office, get the heck out of here. Well, now there is I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. But, um, but it's like, you know, I, I, I want you to show up at your best and I want you to do it in the time frame, Right. And like I said earlier, like heal, heal the leader and then help them help them transition Mm -hmm. and um but we got to do that at a a pace sure that makes sense right right and not dwell in uh one area or another for too long and so that has learning that skill from these organizations Mm -hmm. that i worked uh worked for in the pace and you know you don't have time to you don't have you know you don't have time to cry in your beer (laughs) um Yeah. You know, too much is is one of the skills. The other thing is, you know, because I've been leading leaders for so long, you know, especially in the executive coaching program, I talk a lot about outcome based. Mm-hmm. Right. So we break down, I'll break down with leaders, you know, what do you have to accomplish in Q2? And then how do we elevate the leadership competencies that we need to that we need to elevate for you yeah. that will help you drive those outcomes that you need to drive it in the quarter? Right. And I think because for me, you know, I've, I've ran multimillion dollar P&Ls, right? Um, it's easier for me to be able to connect with people and speak the language for these executives. Uh, you know, I've, I've, like I said, I've, sure. I've walked with them, right? Um, and that helps us get uh, outcomes faster. Mm. And yeah, and, and that last bit <laughs> about helping them with the objectives, right? You're there and you're, you are very type A, by the way, in case anyone asked, you know, or curious. <laughs> That's exactly who you are. You know yourself pretty well. That is, do, uh, yeah. would you, so would you say that that, that doesn't take away from bringing humanity, bringing a bit of the, the piece that you, you know, that element of saying, look, like we need to bring humanity, the human element back to the workplace being, I don't hear you saying you're being tough with them, but where you said, I'm not their cheerleader. I'm, I'm maybe unpack that for a couple more seconds. Cause I'm, I'm intrigued. Cause we, I would think, right. Again, I'm the guy with, I'm totally out at your space, but I'm going, Oh, there's probably some pats on the back and they're, it's okay. Hang in there. And you're going, Nope, none of that. What, why that a little bit? What is, how does that contribute to them getting back on their feet and still, not you're not being tough right it's not a whip it's you going what you need is objective drive for me from angie from elevate execs what why that angle yeah that's a uh actually it's a great question first <laughs> i want to start with saying humanity doesn't have to be soft ah there it is okay right? so right. sometimes leaders want to stay away from that because they think well if i'm human if i bring my human side or if i bring if I even say the word humanity sure. or, you know, think about, you know, I come from a time, you know, I'm, I'll be 43, 
Okay, so on, I, I thought we were leaving age out of this. Everyone's going to ask, how old I am now? <laughs> well, I tell you that because <laughs> I come from a time of like, you know, you, in the corporate world, you stuff your emotions in your in a bottle and Correct. you tighten that bottle real tight and nothing gets in and nothing gets yeah. out. I'm good, right? right? I'm good. We're good. We're great. I'm good. I'm tough, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm Elon Musk, superhero, Batman. Yeah. I don't tough, sleep. Right? I'm great. Yeah. 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 And um, but my point is. Humanity, having humanity or leading empathetically does not have to be soft. Sometimes mm. those tough conversations are, are human. So as an example, I, I, I talk a lot about the 1% rule, okay? The 1% is oftentimes when we're giving critical feedback, if I'm coaching you, Drew, and uh, there's you know something I want to say to you about your performance, your leadership ability, et cetera, but I'm afraid it might hurt your feelings or I'm afraid it's not the politically correct thing to say, I'm gonna leave that 1% out and I'm only gonna give you the 99%. But what if that 1% changed your career? Sure. What if I gave you that 1% and you said, well, okay, I get it now and I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a change. Sure. And so, you know, when I say humanity back into business, it doesn't mean that you have to go soft, right? And, yeah. and so hopefully that answers that. <laughs> Secondly, yeah, I'm not here to be the cheerleader now pat on the back and a, Hey, you got this. Yeah. Get back You're, out there and all that. Right. I'll get back out there. Uh -huh. Right. That's, that's what I mean by that. Okay. Right. And, okay. um, and that coaching comes in all kinds of different ways. Um, <laughs> but, cool. but I, you know, I'm not here to just say everything you do is great. Right. That's not, you don't hire me to say that. The 1%, you know, that's something I think we're, we're suffering from as a culture. Um, maybe humanity, maybe it's, maybe it's the West, right? Is this, as I talk to folks all over the globe now, never could have predicted that either. And I get the comments. They go, the, a, a guy will lean in and, you know, from all, all, all over Australia, India, South America, they go, you do know you guys like dance around the topic a lot, right? That's because I was joking with a friend of mine in Russia that said, he, I said, well, what about us makes us so American? And he, and, and in his own way, and I'm not trying to completely unpack this one thing this gentleman said, he said, you guys take a long time to say something simply. And I went, it's so basically what you mean is expletive, expletive, and he laughed, is we BS, right? And we do, and I think a piece of what you're doing at Elevate Execs is going, look, I'm able to give you the 1% that the HR rep's not going to give you. They can't give you. That's not their role. Or they're just unable to do it or whatever, right? Is that? Am I saying that right? The 1% <laughs> is a little bit, it, it might, it's like this, it's going to sting. This could sting a little, but this yeah. is going to be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, going back to differences because, you know, a lot of nothing against the HR world because they are nothing at all. Nothing amazing. at all. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But a lot of executive coaches come from the HR background. Sure. Yeah. Right. And that's a difference for me is I don't. And so, <laughs> so I, you know, I've had HR business partners that I adore and I've had HR business partners that do not adore me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's for sure. Right. Okay. In my business world. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I don't come from that space. And so sure. for me, it's it's second nature to just say, Drew, like, suck it up, man. Like, <laughs> not really, but, you know. That's, you suck it up. And then, you know, swipe your card. Here you go. That was it's good. That's your session. No, I love it. It's Angie, thanks. I mean, with the other thing I was going to, you know, ask is we're, we're winding this down. You can see this is fun, right? It's, we could just mm -hmm. keep doing this for another hour. Yeah. Well, so what so folks that are engaged, leaning in, they're still watching the video. They're still, they're still with us. They're wondering like, what's next for Angie? Cause you just painted this picture of something changes with you every three to five, 10. I didn't really count. 
And in those working elevate execs are going, oh no, she's like, this is almost over. That's not my question. My thing is what's next for Angie in terms of what do you, what's on the horizon for elevate execs? What's, what do you see, you know, maybe in a broad sense as the next frontier for you as now you've, you've claimed the 43 year old Angie that is <laughs> or almost 43. What, yeah. What's coming next? Name some things, just kind of rapid fire. What do you see coming a few challenges, things you want to see and do? Yeah. Yeah, so we want to fill some gaps in the market, um, okay. specifically around career transition and supporting organizations, okay. um, as opposed to the individuals greater with outplacement services and sure. um, and search. So we see a major gap in the um, we see a major gap in the market in those areas, right? So as an example, I'll have and this happens probably about 60% of the time, clients who are laid off to a restructure or organizations lay them off pay an outplacement service. Mm. That client still comes and pays me to take them across <clears throat> the finish line because there's tons of gaps. Okay. And so, you know, for me, I want to fill the void there. Um, I mentioned earlier, you know, we have this issue with, um, with search and, you know, executives that don't get a call back and, mm. You know, there's, um, you know, we talk about bringing humanity back to business. I don't know that people are understanding how much that impacts the individual on the other side. Like yeah. their client is the organization, but there's still a human in front of you. Right, right. And um, and so those are a couple areas that around the career program specifically that we're looking to um, to expand. So we're expanding the team in that area to support that. Um, and then DEI initiatives. So um, I've done a lot of work in my corporate time around um, in different ERG groups and DEI work, as I mentioned. And so for me, that's uh, that's where I'm going to kind of plant my feet and spend some more time yeah. um, and effort to uh, to fulfill that mission that I talked about earlier. Awesome. So, yeah, it's a couple things. You, just a couple, right? You have a lot going on. Um, my goodness, that was fun. Again, a, a final virtual cheers to you, young lady, yeah. with your blueberry beer on East Coast, on Eastern time. Thank you. ElevateExecs.com. You guys can visit the website today, those of you watching and listening. Uh, Angie Bruin was our guest. Thank you, Angie. And special thanks to Upshift and Atlantic Brewing Company. Check those out on your way out. And again, it was a pleasure. This was super fun. Let's stay in touch. Yeah. All the best to you. All right, Angie. Take care. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Drew. Bye for Bye -bye. now. Bye.